Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ten minutes here before the top of the hour. Let's get to Linda Liu, Bloomberg consumer and health reporter, who's with us to talk a little bit more about the reopening here in Hong Kong. Linda, so we're going to see a big jump in in bookings for air travel, and, and people will be coming back to Hong Kong. But let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the restrictions that remain. For instance, those people flying back don't have to have a PCR test before they board the the flight to come back here. They will have to take a PCR test once they get here, a COVID test. Uh, And then after that, what happens? Yes. So removing the pre-flight PCR testing was a big um, perk for travelers since it's actually been getting harder and harder to get those tests in the rest of the world. And now once you get into Hong Kong, you do a PCR test on arrival and then for the next um, a week or so, you will have to do an RAT test every day. And then for the first three days, we will have a so-called AMBER code on the Hong Kong's um, contact tracing app called Leave Home Safe. And then on this app, uh, your code will come up as AMBER. That means you cannot go into restaurants and other high-risk places such as uh, hospitals and elderly care homes for three days. And then after that, your code will turn blue. That means you'll be uh, able to have um, more freedom to move around the city. Linda, this is, you know, so many rules and regulations. We had similar in Singapore, but it was ditched a very long time ago. What is the likelihood that these restrictions do ease further in the coming months? And and what does that mean for the full reopening of Hong Kong? Yes, we've actually have um, have had a lot of voices calling for a full removal of restrictions. Uh, the representatives uh, from Hong Kong Investment Funds Associations, um, AmCham, they've all said that while well, you know the relaxation announced on Friday is a welcome move. They would like to see uh, more easing, so that would mean getting rid of uh, the testing, as well as um, possibly removing the amber code. So that means people can go into public places as soon as they arrive in the city. But we do have some pushback from the health secretary here in Hong Kong, uh, Lo Chong Mao. He said in the TV program on Sunday that a full path to resume normality is going to be challenging because of the need to prevent uh, new variants coming into the city. So one of the issues is, is if you come back here and you let's say you were positive and you test positive at the, at the airport, um, uh, where will you go then? Uh, is there any choice involved? Will it be a government facility or a government-backed uh, hotel? And who covers the cost? Okay, uh, th- those are those are some immediate questions that I'm not sure have been totally answered. Yeah, so um, under the current rules, um, there's already been a more flexibility flexibility uh, for people who test positive 
Previously, if you arrive um, into Hong Kong and you test positive, you're sent to a centralized isolation facility that's one of the quarantine hotels, or you get sent to the notorious Penny's Bay. Uh, but uh, right now, actually, um, the government will allow you to isolate at the hotel that you have booked. Of course, that's depending on what hotels are going to do, whether they will, um, you know, upgrade their existing facilities to be able to accommodate that. And for Hong Kong residents, uh, those who already have homes in the city, you will be able to isolate at home if that's your choosing. Um, then, of course, if you are living with families or other uh, members that are high risk to the virus, you are able to opt to isolate at a government facility of your choosing. We had a report last week showing Singapore has now overtaken Hong Kong to become Asia's top financial centre and we know there's an exodus of residents still too because of these strict rules. How much do you think that kind of plays into authorities' thinking when you have this uh, competition and, and Hong Kong really wants to regain that mantle? I think uh, with the uh, opinions that's been coming out from the Hong Kong business community, that would probably be the biggest uh, concern for the government to take these steps to ease. Um, you've already seen the banking sector saying that, you know, if the quarantine restrictions don't ease, um, that's going to put a damper on this flagship financial industry summit in November, as well as the um, popular sporting events, the Rugby Sevens, that's also going to happen in the same month. And of course, um, you've had uh, the Hong Kong Investment Funds Association chief executive saying that, you know, if Hong Kong doesn't basically take the steps to remove uh, restrictions to be on par with um, other financial centres, it's going to continue to lose attractiveness to um, talent. On the tests that people take every day, the rat tests for the first week uh, after they come in, uh, how will that be monitored and how will the government be able to uh, uh, conclude that they are legitimate? So the government has, I think, set up mechanisms for people to upload rat tests. And I think the plan is to um, eventually make it compulsory. Um, I think those are the plans in the works. And again, that's going to add to the burden of people who are traveling. And it's just one more thing to have to do every day, you know, when you wake up and try to go about your day. But you have to do these tests. Yep, it uh, is a lot. Let's see, though, in terms of how much optimism we are seeing on the reopening. I understand Cathay Pacific's website came under a bit of a rush of flight searches Friday. What other kind of moves are we seeing and, and can the city's airport start to handle the influx? Yeah, I think um, the government has been making preparations uh, for the increased um, number of travellers. They actually held some drills uh, several weeks ago when these moves um, started to happen, basically testing the city's um, high-speed uh, high um, subway uh, line to the airport. And we've also seen photos um, basically of infection workers kind of commemorating their last, uh, last shift um, in their capacity as um, people that um, take care of all of these uh, on arrival testing and other requirements so th those workforce are being scaled down so hopefully the government will have um, 
the mechanisms in place to facilitate a big rush of travelers. All right, Linda, just, great to have you. Oh, Brian's got a quick one. No, I think we're out of time, unfortunately, but it is a, a fascinating subject. And uh, Linda, thanks very much, Jules. Yeah, Thank Linda Liu, Bloomberg Consumer and Health Reporter with us in Hong Kong. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.